What's up, everybody? Welcome to the VSM Real Estate Podcast, getting you closer to massively successful players in the Twin Cities real estate market. I'm your host, Andre Anderson. Today, joined by another Anderson, Kevin Anderson. Hey there. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Yeah. Great last name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Not a lot of those in the, in the U.S., so yeah, glad yeah. we can get together on I think, this. I think there's like five of us. Yeah. Yeah, five <laughs> yeah. Andersons. Yeah, in, and I've only total. met one now, so yeah. I'm hoping to meet some other ones. Yeah, where's the other four? <laughs> or where's the other three? You know, for sure. Uh, well, you're the president and partner of Obsidian Group, yep. um, and you guys office with us here. You're very commercial-oriented and everything like that. Right. Uh, can you kind of tell us uh, a little bit, just like a little highlight of uh, kind of yourself, what you're doing right now? Um, sure. And then uh, I guess we can kind of get into how you got into real estate and like just kind of your entire maybe backstory from there. Yeah, absolutely. So Obsidian Group, we're a commercial real estate, uh, predominantly investment and brokerage firm. Um, we have, uh, you know, six total employees. We have three partners, me, um, Daniel, who is a VSM, uh, favorite and, and, mm-hmm. uh, used to be on the guy's team and, and Brad Heitzinger, who's an attorney at Great Plant Moody. Um, so we're the three partners and then we have, uh, three great brokers that, uh, are transacting, you know, with and, uh, for us, uh, Ethan, uh, Sam and Andre. Mm-hmm. And we're looking to add our, fourth broker uh, to our team, hopefully in a few weeks here. So awesome. we're growing and, and we started in February. Um, and again, we're, we're mostly looking at retail office and industrial product. And, you know, we really are trying to get on the buy side and actually acquire these properties, use our internal leasing team to lease them up and uh, create value for both, you know, us and our investors. So it's been, been a fun ride so far. It's yeah. been fun uh, working with you guys too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I've always loved, uh, you know, I, I bring some deals over uh, to some of your guys too. And we love referral and fees. Of course. Yes, yep. of course. Yep. Of course. And uh, it, it's really awesome to see uh, what's happening in the commercial space. I've been talking with uh, people here and there. Um, but yeah, it is uh, something unique, of course, that uh, you guys are mostly focused. I know some people will help a little bit more with like multifamily apartments, and that's always that's probably been the buzz for like you know quite a while sure. and whatnot. Yeah, but, low know, cap rates. Low, yeah, yeah, low cap rates. Yes, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I want my money to make not as much money. Exactly. You know, yeah, we're steering clear of that for now. But uh, multifamily is something where you know when you look at it economically, um, it's just. There's too many players right now in that in that market. Uh, there's a lot of money from overseas. There's a lot of money from the coast, kind of flooding into our markets. And mm-hmm. you know, for us, it's it's where's where's the value where people aren't right. So kind of trying to get ahead of that curve and and trying to find you know different different deals that make sense for for what we're trying to do. And and that's kind of churning our capital. So putting money into a deal, doing exactly what you guys do with flips and, and remodels and all that stuff. Try to either refi or, or sell it. Um, and then again, we, we take that capital back that we put into the deal. Hopefully, turn that into the next deal, and, and kind of so on and so forth. So and scale from there, right? Scale from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I know um, when I was sitting here um, just a, a little bit ago, um, I believe I referred uh, one of my uh, clients um, who was just kind of acqu- uh, acquiring his like single family home um, and like kind of using it for property management and sure. whatnot here. Uh, but he wanted to scale into, uh, you know, multifamily apartments and uh, maybe a mixed use space and whatnot. Um, and it was mentioned that like warehousing is like, of course, exploding because of like the Amazon effect and all this kind of stuff. Weed. And, and, and weed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and that'll be a huge thing here. I don't know if anything's actually like really happening, like super right now is it yeah i mean we uh so we know the the main um lobbyist that's doing the marijuana lobbying for you know the the minnesota state and and legislation and writing the bill actually so we have a little bit of insight uh on that i, I don't think it's something where i could put an exact time on, timeline on it oh, um yeah. but you know the reason that we're really looking at that is what happened in denver 
with Exploded. with the boom, right? Yeah. And and that really correlated into um, the the industrial sector being just again booming as well. Um, a lot of these people who were growers and distributors and and the shops, um, you know, needed space to to grow their their plant and. And, you know, prices went up. There's industrial developments all over the place in Denver. So, you know, we're thinking if we can get ahead of that curve and, you know, it's going to happen, mm-hmm. just a matter of when. Uh, right now it's looking like 2020, they'll make it a little less illegal. 2021 is kind of where we'll see that big push. Mm-hmm. Um, I see landlords hedging that too, saying, hey, I think my industrial building's worth X now because of what happened in Denver. And, and of course, you know, <laughs> that's all Fugazi. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but yeah it, it's something that's very interesting and, and we're keeping our eye on as well. So the, the industrial market, just from you know the Amazon the e-commerce side of it, um, from all these you know different distributors that are trying to get the last point of entry and, and be by some of these major highways and corridors, mm-hmm. um, and then that that boom of, of medical marijuana and, and you know legalization of marijuana. I think that's that's the asset type that we like the most, but mm-hmm. it's becoming like multifamily where it's just so hard to get Starting, into. Yeah, yeah, everyone's like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Right, so we had to go to Farmington to get our first investment really? deal. Oh my gosh. Um, which we're hopefully it's closing like on in a few months, but uh, or a few weeks actually. Right. But that's uh, about you know 15 miles from here and 20 awesome. miles from the Twin Cities, but close enough to be dangerous. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean Farmington. Uh, it's definitely, you know, farms and stuff out there, so <laughs> that's it makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah, it comes yeah. with the name, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a good town, and, you know, there's not too much going on there. But with Lakeville's blowing up, I mean, you guys True. know from the residential, residential side, side and of course, yes. you can't find anything for under, like, 500000 now mm-hmm. for a new development for a single family. And when's it going to end? I, I don't know if we, we know that answer, but right. uh, um, it's it's been it's been crazy. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. So uh, kind of take me back on how you got into real estate. You know, you're like... Uh, really ramping up on a lot of stuff, really kicking ass and everything like sure. that. Um, did you start off like thinking, uh, I definitely just want to do commercial and whatnot, or did you start off uh, in residential at all as like an investor or anything like that? Or yeah. uh, what was kind of like the uh, the origination that like oh, real estate? is Sure, I sure. To. So a, a way back, I mean, I don't even remember how far actually. I, I uh, uh, None of my family was really ever into real estate. Uh, my dad was a small business owner. Um, so a lot of what I have always wanted to do kind of stemmed from seeing the flexibility that he had of, of being able to coach us and, you know, different different sports and hockey and things like that. So, you know, for me, it was always what can I get into that, that is super interesting and allows me to have, you know, that kind of life, right, being able to golf when I want, um, that kind of thing. So I started off, and I, I really liked architecture. Um, I liked uh, looking up at skylines. That was always something that inspired me. Yeah, so no doubt. yeah, it can I mean, be super beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it, it was just uh, it was always something that I would, I just love skylines. I love the Minneapolis skyline, and I grew up in Plymouth. So, you know, I I, I started figuring out, you know, what can you do in real estate, and a lot of that stemmed from you know, like it or not, I used to read a lot of Donald Trump's books. Oh, um, yeah. So hopefully no one punches me, but um, yeah, but you know, it's it's uh, one of those things where you know I thought he was a very creative guy how he uses money and. You know, you can give anyone else that kind of money to start off with, and I don't think they can do some of the things that he did. So it was a little bit inspiring to just to see, you know, how you can really take something um, that's not much and turn it into just this huge enterprise, you know, in in dynasty, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And, and, you know, how can I mesh being a business owner and that flexibility with real estate? And that wasn't something I knew, so I just went to UW-Madison, uh, studied the real estate program, and I also majored in, in uh, entrepreneurship. Mm. Um, so, 
you know, again, it was it was uh, college to me. It was more about the experience than. Uh, oh, yeah. Of course, I think it was <laughs> especially yeah. in Madison. Yeah, that was pretty easy to do. But you know, they they had a phenomenal real estate program, and uh, you know, I I wasn't in real estate competitions. I wasn't, you know, I think in getting to myself where, you know, most people maybe would who who you know start this stuff a little earlier. But oh, yeah. um, but I I ended up uh, you know going through that program and and right before my senior my fifth year I, I did a victory lap at Madison which was great highly recommended all you college folk out there but I was a super senior as well. Were you? Yeah. That boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, see, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives you a little time to to figure everything out. But sure. Um, so the last year I was approached by this uh, uh, this gal that I knew kind of from high school and she's like, hey Kevin, you know you're you're in real estate, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm interning for this group uh, that I think you'd fit in with wonderfully, right? They're there are six guys. Uh, they do well. Um, it's a really great atmosphere, and I'd like to introduce you to them. So that was my kind of first start was an interview. I remember this like it was yesterday. I, I walked into the office. I, did, I didn't know what, this was a brokerage internship. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what brokerage was. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of what I always wanted to do is development and investment, but yep. I didn't know what to get there. You know, right. I, I never wanted to be an analyst. Um, I never wanted to have a salary. I think. Uh, you know, there's a there's a quote that I really like that a salary is a bribe they give you, you know, to quit your dreams. Oh. <laughs> right. So, um, I identify so, with that so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. salary to me was was off the table um, at that point. And, and, you know, I was trying to figure out how I can scale up as fast as I can, because that's just what I've always wanted to do. And so I, I walked into this office again, didn't really know what brokerage was. Um, it was a company called Cressa. It's a national tenant representation firm. So they basically help companies and corporations with their real estate leases and, and purchases, right? So, mm-hmm. so we represent a company, help them identify different options for lease or purchase that work for their uh, you know, facility and negotiate that deal. You get a fee from that, which is a commission mm-hmm. fee, just like residential. And um, you know, I learned about that after the fact, but I remember sitting down with Ross, who was one of the partners at the time, and he goes, it was 10.30 in the morning, I think it was on a Tuesday, and he goes, hey, do you want anything to drink? Uh, you want water? We got whiskey? Uh, <laughs> I said, I said, I'm good with water. You know, I thought that was my first test, and he yeah. sits down and pours himself a, a, a brandy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this is, a, this is off to a good start. Uh, yeah. um, so from there, you know, everything kind of progressed, and, and that was kind of my my start. Um, I thought that was a really good atmosphere to kind of begin with, and mm-hmm. it allowed me to work while I was still finishing up college, um, which you can kind of see where the grades went from there. But, sure. um, but you know, it was an opportunity that, that I wasn't really looking for, but it kind of found me, and, and I wouldn't take it back for anything. Oh, and that was in Madison? Correct? Yeah, that oh, was okay. in Madison. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you just kind of moved back here. Uh, to the old stomping grounds. Exactly. Whatnot, right? yeah. yeah. So I, sure. I met. Uh, so I stayed out there for what, three years. Met my wife uh, yep. Stephanie, who who uh, is from Illinois, and, and we went back and forth on on Chicago and, and Minneapolis. Oh, and interesting. Because I'm from Minneapolis, she's from Illinois. She had family and friends in Chicago. She had right. a really great job set up there. So you know, uh, bless her soul, she she agreed to move back here with me. And yeah, for sure. Um, I went from Cressa to CBRE, which is you know very. Uh, prominent commercial real estate service firm yep. that that does a very similar um, you know business line as Cressa did, so I thought that was kind of a decent transaction and and you know I can get into a bunch of different rabbit holes but um, For sure. you yeah. know I, it was uh, it was one of those things where it, it pushed me to do what I'm doing now because I was just in a, it was in a tough situation um, right from the get go I, mm-hmm. I was overpromised you know some of the things that. I think um, are important to someone who was already three years into the in, into the business. Mm-hmm. It's an all commission business, 
It's mm-hmm. a new market. Um, so, you know, really getting into that, uh, a, a new market, it takes time. I mean, these transactions take time. And, and you know, basically, I'm not going to, you know, say names, but, you know, my team did very well. But I was digging up all the business. I was mm-hmm. running most of the deals. And then I was giving 60% to my partners. Mm-hmm. And I was, and then CBRE would, in fact, take 50% of my 40%. So now I'm at 20%. 20%, So if anything, you know, kind of lit a fire under me to to start my own company and and get out of this rat race that I thought was brokerage Mm -hmm. um, or or working for kind of, you know, a big corporate firm, that that was it. So yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. Did you have uh, any, was it kind of the markets or was it maybe just kind of like family reasons and whatnot that you chose uh, Minneapolis over Chicago? Because Chicago is, of course, you know, he, yeah. kind of a huge uh, playground. But what if, a, right? Yeah. 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 But. Um, it, it was just, you know, the industry. So commercial, again, is very hard to, to ramp up with. You got to know yes. the buildings, you got to know the players, you got to have a, a really great network. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking long term, I knew that Chicago would have been the best choice for sure for the age I was at and, you know, for having a good um, excuse me here, for having a good, uh, um, you know, time and, and, and enjoying life. But I also knew that I had a career that I needed to really focus on and that the value in that was getting started early mm-hmm. um, so it could all pay off later, right? right for sure. So I, I, we chose Minneapolis. I have family here, um, you know, very close to my family, and, and I have a lot of friends here. And, and I already kind of had that network built, whereas mm-hmm. Chicago would have been starting off all new. I mean, there's – there's a lot of players in that market. There's a lot of competition, and, and I'm not scared of that, but mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, to give myself a leg up quicker mm-hmm. um, and be able to propel myself, I thought Minneapolis was, was the long-term play. For sure, yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, the economy here is going to still keep kicking ass and everything like yeah, that. Absolutely. And, you never yeah. know what's going on with Chicago and real estate. Right, you yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> For sure. Still got the mob over there, and <laughs> who knows what's going on. But, yeah, Minneapolis has been great. We yeah, love it. no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, how did you, you know, the – the kind of origin was that, you know, you're feeling like, nah, this is definitely a rat race. I'm getting stuck in like the 20% deals. Of course, you know, the commercial, uh, their commissions usually are a little bit bigger, but there's also that long timeline in comparison right. to like residential. And, you know, so the transactions are, you know, probably uh, not as, you know, you know, hyper coming in and whatnot. But yep. um, so what was, how did you kind of start to begin to build your brokerage or what, what was the, uh, like, what was the, what were the steps Sure. Uh, for you. I know you you probably met Daniel and, the, and as well as some other partners and some key people and whatnot. But, yep. Uh, take us through that a little bit. Yeah. So for me, it's all about focus. Um, I think in the residential or commercial, I think if you don't have a focus, then you can get yourself, uh, you know, spiraling pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So when I first got to CBRE, and this is kind of what I did at Cress as well, so I kind of just transitioned into a new market. I picked a sector that I really liked focusing on, which was technology. So tech and startup companies. And I started just really entrenching myself into these different meetups, um, these different events, reaching out to people who I saw as key players and, and leveraging some of the connections I had in Madison. And the reason I like startups so much was was for a few different reasons. One is they're usually young and, and fun to hang out with, mm-hmm. right? This isn't working with attorneys and lawyers who think like they're 70. the smartest people in the world, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So uh, it, it was a lot easier to kind of get along with who, those who you're, you're working with. Um, and, and who your clients are. And then, and then uh, you know, secondly, there's just so much upside for a lot of these companies. You know, maybe out of 10 of them, maybe eight go back to their garage at the end of two years. But, um, you know, there's those two that, that grow and they grow quickly. So mm-hmm. so I, I tried to really nail that down as soon as I got into the market and, and try to build the, myself as, as the tech kind of expert and, and thought I've built a pretty good book of business through that. 
Um, but you know, at the same time, I, I still, I still can do that. And it, it was always, you know, Kevin Anderson with CBRE, not CBRE who happens to be Kevin Anderson. Right. So as, right. as people started to kind of know me, um, it really started to trigger some things that, that basically said, you know, why, why do I need CBRE behind me? Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff where it's, it's personality based, it's relationship based, and uh, kind of grew it from there. So, you know, of course, I work with all kinds of different companies, but I think having that focus initially of like, this is what I want to do and, and really doing it day to day is very helpful to, to getting started and, and not getting yourself in that rabbit hole of buyers and sellers and tenants and landlords. You know, For sure. it's, yeah. it's a rat race. So. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So how did you, uh, so you were doing a lot of meetups and networking and everything like that. Uh, so you were just naturally kind of aligning yourself with uh, people that were like-minded Correct. And, whatnot, and that's kind of how Obsidian Group started? Or? Yeah, so uh, during that time, too, I mean, again, it was it was always, it just wasn't a great fit for me. I'm not a corporate guy. I, I like to wear what I want to wear, and I like mm-hmm. to be places when I want to be there, um, you know, and that's just kind of my personality. So I didn't like to be the young guy in the team, and I think uh, CBRE is, you know, the, the big the big brokerage shops. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say uh, Ponzi scheme, but um, you know, you're basically put in a position where you have older guys that are going to take a substantial amount of the money, even though they're not necessarily bringing in a substantial amount of the work. And I'm not saying that was true or false, but I think some of these younger guys, you know, are are worried that they need that name behind them, right? Mm-hmm. They need CBRE, they need Cushman, they need JLL behind them. Whereas really, you know, if, if you're personable and, and you can go out there and talk to people about what you do and how you can help, I don't think that really matters at the end of the day, depending sure. on your, you know, your situation. If you're if you're listing buildings for the IREITs and these big REITs and corporations, like, absolutely, like CBRE is your spot. But it just, it, it becomes very hard to grow as a person and a broker quickly mm-hmm. if you're stuck behind, you know, one, two, three people that need to retire before you jump up to that next threshold. For sure, yeah. Um, so, you know, basically that was that was the situation and, and you know, the, going back to the residential piece of what you guys do, I actually was starting to think like, you know, wh- how, how can I get out of this? How can I start doing some stuff that I want to do and, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up buying a duplex oh, uh, awesome, in man. Northeast and, yeah. ho- and House Act. So yeah. that, that was a, a good story and that that's was kind fun, of my huh? first taste. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love house hacking. Uh, it's it's just one of the easiest ways to start investing in general. Yep. Uh, just because, especially for people that are maybe younger, getting started and all this kind of stuff, because you can just get into it. So, like with such a low down payment, or uh, in my case, I, I I made money buying it, right? Yeah. Because I got my own commission, yep. and then I use like down payment assistance and all this kind of stuff. It's just boy. Like, yeah, you just yeah. like game the system, right? Oh, <laughs> perfect storm. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, infinite returns. Sure. It's like you know, I didn't put <laughs> anything. I got yeah, me. your cash on cash is a billion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Northeast is really beautiful. Uh, part of town as well, so that's awesome. Yeah, we got into a good uh, a good situation. I can I can share a little bit about the deal because I think it's 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 pretty interesting. But yeah. um, you know, I, I got on bigger pockets. I was like, I want to, you know, w- what can I do to not have to just get a commission every every month that I don't know is coming in or not? And obviously, For some sure. commissions are big, some are not. You know, so there's always variability. And and I was like, I want to I want to own real estate. I want to cash flow. I think I think being able to cash flow is being able to live the life that you want to live because. Mm-hmm. It's coming in no matter what. Um, so, you know, I was still pretty young. I think I was, you know, 26, 27 when, when we bought this duplex. And, um, you know, we bought it in Northeast. So it was a, a three-bed, one-bath, each unit, mm-hmm. top and bottom. Um, it was a little bit north. It was like north of Betty Dangers, like kind oh, of okay. in that area. Yep. So it wasn't like the main uh, Northeast area where people were kind of looking. So I think the people were a little bit scared of that. So. Mm-hmm. 
So we ended up getting it for 242, oh. um, which again, three bed, one bath in Northeast uh, for a two units, pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And ended up sinking a lot of money into it. We, you know, this is my oh, first yeah. time doing it. So yeah. uh, we, we totally had to redo everything. I mean, we're talking top to bottom, uh, paint job. Uh, you know, this was, this was a little interesting, but the nice part was it appraised, uh, I think, around three-something. So I actually got to have no money down, mm-hmm. and then I actually had a draw that I could take nice. um, from the repair awesome. value, right? So yeah. I had about 40000 that we could play with. Um, for the remodel and, and went, you know, I wouldn't say substantially over that, but, but if you don't know contractors and you don't, don't know the right people, yeah, you um, can get run around. You can get yeah. run around. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I took a few people's advice and everything worked out for the best, but we ended up uh, living in there for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were paying out maybe like a hundred bucks a month and, you know, that included utilities. So it was yeah. a, it's a great situation, and and at the end of the day, you know, there's some some improvements that were needed uh, that we disclosed as far as like the stucco and um, you know water heater. Some of the you know we had two furnaces that need to be replaced, and I started looking at it just from a from a longevity perspective, and I. I I was like, you know what? I think now is a perfect time to sell. I think that market is super hot right now, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up putting it on the market, and, and we got uh, I think around four twenty four for it. I want to say. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I'm 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 hooked, yeah, but I'm like, exactly. I don't want to do this residential stuff. Anymore. Yeah, it's too small. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's keep that for those guys because yeah. I was uh, uh, there's just a lot of different different things that I never thought about, and I think being in the commercial world, I just see commercial so much. Right. For sure. So for me, that's home. Yeah, um, no and uh, so that's what we're trying to do at City, and it's just basically house hack commercial real estate buildings. Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, what where are you kind of guys going from here? Um, I know that uh, you're probably going to try to look for you know the house hack uh, or office hack or whatever you want to call sure, it, right? Sure, sure. Pretty soon and whatnot. Yeah, or maybe have something already under uh, under contract. But yeah, um, yeah. So what are you guys going to do f- kind of from here? Where do you see Obsidian Group growing? Uh, so we want to take over the world. You know, I met I met nice. Daniel, and uh, he uh, was referred to me by actually Ryan Schroeder mm-hmm. of VSM, who's who's a great guy, and uh, he reached out on LinkedIn, and and we chatted, um, and he's like, hey, you need to meet meet Daniel. He's trying to get in this commercial real estate thing. He's got some good mentors. Um, you guys should connect. So so we did, and and this was about a year before we launched. Mm-hmm. And him and I just stayed in touch every week, every, you know, almost every day, and said, "Hey, what do you think of this deal? What do you think of this building? What do you think of this tenant? What do you, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of bouncing ideas off each other." And and you know, I knew I knew very quickly that you know I'm always trying to immerse myself into people who are who are a lot smarter than me, which is easy to do. But uh, you know, he he was one of those guys that had a very dynamic uh, skill set that that I thought you know maybe complemented mine uh, mm-hmm. very well. So I introduced him to Brad Heitzinger, who's our third partner, and I met Brad through a real estate meetup, mm-hmm. and he uh, was an attorney. He puts together a lot of the funds and, and uh, you know, a lot of legal work for pastor properties and the Stu Ackerbergs of the world, so mm-hmm. these big kind of name guys, and, and him and Daniel hit it off as well, and, and you know, from there, it was, it was kind of us three meeting and figuring out how to do this, and... You know, that's kind of the, the story of how we all started. And I think, uh, you know, we launched in April. I quit CBRE in February. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was super happy with me. We sold the duplex. We moved. We had a wedding to plan. Uh, I quit my job, and I started a company. So, Dang, yeah. So it was... Uh, Power Pack 2019 <laughs> for the win. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. So she's uh, she's great. And uh, um, everything worked out for the best. But... So we're, we're uh, you know, at this stage, we, we have uh, already, we're already trying to obviously buy buildings. Mm-hmm. 
we as as three partners uh, have already purchased a building in, in Cottage Grove. It's a 12,000 square foot uh, retail mm. building. It's anchored by Von Hansen's Meat. We have about 8,000 square feet vacant that we're trying to fill up. Um, we got at a very very good basis, 30 bucks a foot for retail, which is you know kind of what we measure stuff on as basis. You know yep. what you're in at. And uh, we think once it's filled, we bought it for 450. I th- we think once it's filled, um, maybe close, probably close to that million dollar value. Awesome. Yeah. So. Filling it's uh, not as easy as it sounds, but um, it's uh, we think it'll happen. So we're, we're we're really putting our team on that one. And then Farmington, we're on a contract on a 34,000 square foot warehouse building. Um, that one cash flows day one, so that's going to help subsidize this annual yeah. deal. And then uh, the one we're really excited about now is is uh, an office building in Brooklyn Center. Mm-hmm. Oberon Tower, which hopefully is home oh, to VSM okay. soon, and yeah. uh, it's right on the corner of 694 in 100. Uh, it's 110,000 square foot office uh, building, and it's anchored by you know you got Home Depot on a floor, you have BKBM, who's an engineering uh, firm on the floor, and you have ResCare on a floor. So we're we're pounding the phones, we're trying to get that thing full, and and we want to be able to tell the story to all these other landlords that you know hey we can come in, we can buy buildings that are 62% occupied, mm-hmm. we can fill them quickly, uh, we can add value to you, or you know we can take this off your hands and add value quickly to to us. You know it 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 doesn't matter, but that that's what we're trying to do is is use this as kind of the stepping stone to say we're here, you know, we're, we're going to be competing against these other people and we think mm-hmm. we can do a better job, um, based on kind of our technology and, and best practices. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and they're like, Hey, I need a space or Hey, I have Oberon a tower, baby. Yeah. 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 It's uh well, top golf just going up there. There's a lot of that's development yes. happening yep. there. It's, it's not your sexiest suburb. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much value, I think, there as far as growth and, and mm-hmm. opportunity. And it's in an opportunity zone. For sure. Um, there's a lot, been a lot of talk about that. But, you know, we're, we're going to hopefully hold it for 10 years and, and take some tax advantages from it as well. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if anyone needs space, we got from, from 600, uh, 600 square feet to 9,000 square feet. And, and we're going to be just dishing out TI allowances to build out spaces because yeah. we need to spend a good amount of money for this opportunity zone nice. uh, concept. So that's uh, – um, let me know. Yeah. Well, how can uh, how can they let you know? Well, my email is just kevin at obsidiangroup.com, O-B-S-I-D-I-A-N group.com. And, uh, you know, we're trying to push out the social media like you guys right now and, and uh, you know, try to get more active. And hopefully people have seen us around. And, you know, Daniel's very good at that. He opened my eyes to kind of what you guys are doing on, oh, yeah. on the podcast and everything. And for sure. it seemed to be fruitful for you guys. You know, I yeah. see you guys active all the time. You're always out here having a good time. So. Yeah, no doubt. Exactly. Yeah, Sometimes so. with beer. And yeah, exactly. Kind of Just yeah. hanging out and the bloopers are great. So yeah. um, that's this guy. Yeah. He's, Man he's, behind he's the, the camera. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, so. Uh, so what What are you guys working on? I mean, what, uh, what do you got going on in the pipeline? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of people under contract for buying and selling and just residential stuff. Um, I have a couple of people as well for uh, on getting on board property management and whatnot, of course. So just uh, feeding that pipeline. Nice. Um, I'm, I am looking to get a little bit more into investing because... I have like two duplexes and whatnot, but I really need to feel like I need like I need to scale up and push a lot of efforts and whatnot. So, sure. Um, I'm also actually taking a look at uh, Thailand and Vietnam. Uh, I'm going there in November Good to for take you. a look and like uh, trying to get myself connected with some people yeah. and see how I can do things. Um, I know I was looking. Um, 
just a little bit ago, I've seen some buildings like in Ho Chi Minh City, which is like more of like the financial kind of center for Vietnam and whatnot. Okay. Uh, and like buildings, like I was seeing like kind of like uh, commercial style buildings. They were calling like each unit like a townhome or whatever, but they're more like condo style, I guess. Yeah. You could think of them. And uh, the entire building for like 10 bedrooms and like 11 bathrooms or so was like 40,000 US dollars or something. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. I'll take a few of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if like, you know, uh, even if like the rent doesn't make sense, you could just buy it for yourself. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just like visit it and whatnot. So that's great. Yeah, so there's uh, that kind of stuff and, and taking a look. Uh, I, I know I'll be taking a look at Japan as well sometime soon. But good for you. Eventually, kind of getting I out of. Uh, I, I heard uh, Japan has is almost negative interest rates, which yeah, yeah, some, is yeah, crazy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends was like, um, "Hey, how much interest could I get if I loan money? Because I can." I can borrow money at 1%. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> there's a huge delta that you could do there. Like, if you yeah. wanted to start, like, a private money kind of lending thing. Yeah, those are the kind of guys we need to find. Oh, right, I know, yeah. exactly. I, I so. guess I guess money's flooding in from, from like, the Hong Kongs and, and uh, Japan, yeah. um, some of those areas. So, yeah, you have to let for me sure. know if you got anyone with uh, with some deep pockets. Because right, we're, sure. we're trying to raise, you know, a fund uh, at some point here. Capital, That's kind yeah. of the overarching theme. For sure. Um, is to, you know, have kind of a blind pool where we're putting people's money to work um yeah you know real estate to us is more tangible than i think the stock market um if you look at you know sure. prices of stocks versus earnings uh relative to those over the past you know 10 years i think i think there's a huge delta there so you know real estate for both of us you know it's tangible you can touch it you know how to lease it up the income's there the cash flow is there um, you know, if it burns down, you still have the land right, exactly. and insurance policy, hopefully. So yeah, to build something um, back. Yeah, up. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that's kind of the, the, the next goal, um, would be to raise a fund and, and do it that way. So for sure, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. So you already kind of gave everyone, uh, you know, your contact inf- and information and whatnot. Is there anything else that you kind of want to, uh, tell an audience or somebody that might be interested in working with you? Uh, before signing off sure i think uh you know again we're, we're growing we're we're not necessarily looking for for everyone we're looking for you know the right people and um again i think if you're looking at commercial real estate from the lens of you know being a broker your whole life i think there's you know a different way to go but if you want to look for an opportunity where you know we as the partners are, are there to you know help you and 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 push you and motivate you and and give more than we re- receive because we understand that's recouped on the back end um you know I don't think there's really a better place in the market right now so you know if anyone's ever interested or or just interested in hearing more about commercial real estate or you know how I got involved it, I mean it sounds like they could listen to this but um but you know I, we're always happy to help and we're looking for you know individuals who again not just want to broker and make money that way but also want to invest and in, in, in earn for the long term mm-hmm. and uh you know that that's kind of what we're looking for at this point and um we think we have some good people in the pipeline for that and and uh, we're always looking for more so Perfect. um yeah my email again is kevin at obsidiangroup.com and and uh this has been a pleasure and of course we'll and, have you uh, on again yeah, yeah yeah i can hear you guys all the time <laughs> in my exactly. office over there so yeah. yeah it's cool being invited yeah no doubt well yeah. thank you so much for joining us uh everyone thank you so much for tuning in thank you <laughs>